Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Howard Steven Berg, who is the world's fastest reader on the show, and he's going to get to chat, chat with us a bit more about that. So, Howard, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Well, I have the world record for speed reading. Uh, what do I like to do for fun? I think fun really revolves around different things. I think if you want to keep yourself mentally fit, you have to do physical workouts too. Keep the brain young. So I lift weights. I swim a half a mile three times a week. I bike. I do yoga. I meditate. Uh, I like walking my dog, playing with my wife, and watching TV, reading books, writing, lecturing, uh, those are the things I spend most of my time on. Some of my time spent mentally developing. Some of it's on just physical activity. Some of it's just goofing off. You have to give your brain a rest. You don't want to have it on full tilt 99% of the time. People who do that tend to burn out and not get very creative. After a while, they just fatigue themselves. So I turn it on when I need to. I turn it off when I want to. And I kind of try to do a lot of things during the day. So I'm not Brad Pitt famous, which I think is good because didn't work out for John Lennon very well. But uh, you know, I, people do know who I am when they hear my name, but if I go in a store, nobody notices me. And I think that's a safe thing, so I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, that's awesome, that's awesome. Well, tell us about um, speed reading and what you do every day. Well, um, to me, reading isn't the answer. It's speed learning. Speed reading is like, think of a Swiss army knife. The big blade is reading, but reading by itself isn't learning. If it was everyone reading a book would get an A or close every deal. And I don't think that's what's happening. You could read a book and not understand it. You could memorize a book and still not understand it. Like people study calculus, they memorize the equations and fail the test. They don't have to solve any problems. They have no idea what to do with the equations or the data. So real learning to me is use reading to find what you don't know and need to learn. And that's part of it. You should know what you don't need to learn also. So you don't waste time on things you'll never need. Learn what you need to know. If you don't understand it, use brain-based learning to make sense of it. Use a memory skill to lock it in so you don't forget it in five minutes, which is another problem. You knew it yesterday, but not today. And then a big one, emotional intelligence. Uh, Let's imagine I teach you to drive. You're ready for your road test. You fail. Why would you fail? You got nervous. It was a test. A lot of people will get nervous or panic speaking in public, taking an exam. Those are all emotional intelligence issues. I trained the U.S. Special Forces at Fort Bragg, the Royal Thai Army in Bangkok, the Canadian forces, 
on EQ skills, emotional intelligence skills. So if you're in the right state, you have the information, you remember it, you understand it, you learned it in one-fifth the time, you're golden because we live in a knowledge-based economy and everything you do is based on only one thing, what you know. No one's ever made a decision on what they don't know. No one wakes up and says, I hope I know less today than I knew yesterday. I want to make less money today than I did yesterday. I want an ugly partner. Um, nobody's looking for those things. So basically, the whole world revolves around you and what you know. And if you know more and understand it better, you're probably going to be more successful than someone who knows less and doesn't know what they're doing. So that's what I do. I, I empower people. I have 11-year-olds in college around the country getting A's, uh, seniors staying mentally fit as they get older. And business people making a lot more money. I'm working with a company now. It's a $100 million a year company, helping them turn over a billion dollar a year company. I'm working with a company in Utah. They have a lawsuit. There are a million pages of data that has to be read. And I'm going to read the million pages and tell them these are the ones you need. The rest of it isn't going to do anything for you in court. But these are the pages you want to show the judge. And they don't know which pages to look for, but I can read 80 pages a minute. So a million pages will take me a couple of days, but I could do it and uh, find the needle in the haystack that they're looking for. That's what I do. You said you read 80 pages in a minute? Um, basically, I've read 90 too, but it's really the size of the page and uh, the, no, the size of the font. It's a page and a half a second. So it takes you go one page, two page turn. Well, that turn time takes time. It's not instantly. So that's what slows me down. You have to turn the page. But uh, basically it's as fast as you look at the page, you can read it. Um, I read the healthcare bill on Cavuto in 50 minutes. It was 1500 pages. And then I did an analysis and I hit everything hundred percent. So, um, that's what everyone really needs to do today. If you want to stay ahead of the competition, if you want to change, if you want to go in a new direction, it's all based on what you know. Howard, I think that's amazing, first and foremost. Oh, well, thank you. I also love how casually you just come on and say, I read 80 pages a minute. But I'm doing it 50 years. You kind of get used to it after a while, like anything else. I'm sure Paul McCartney's pretty comfortable playing bass guitar. He doesn't have to think, I play bass guitar. He just plays it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I know you said right now you kind of do it to like motivate people and make their lives better, but tell us about why you started learning how to really speed learn. Well, I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn, which wasn't a great place to grow up. You're lucky if you survived. There were a lot of gangs. It was very violent. I was mugged over a hundred times. I met Bernardo, it was like West Side Story without the music and dancing. I met Bernardo, he had a knife, he wasn't smiling, he didn't dance, but he put it to my throat. I'd been beaten with bats, just part of every day. Just didn't even tell my parents I had a knife to my throat today. It was just another day of school, someone tried to kill me, time to do my homework. That's just the way it was growing up. But I found one safe place in my neighborhood, the library. Apparently, gang kids would not 
be caught dead in a library for any reason whatsoever. So I was there a lot because it was like home base. It was safe. Nobody would ever go. The worst thing in the library is a paper cut. And that was a lot better than getting hit with a bat in the head. So I liked the library. And I read a lot. And I had college reading when I was 11. I went to the State University of New York Binghamton when I was 17 to major in biology. And my second term of my junior year, I got interested in how the brain works. So I told the dean I want to be a psychobiologist not a psychotic biologist, a psychobiologist is the biology behavior. And one of the major in bio and psych, he says, you're a junior, you have one year left. You had no psych courses. You have to do the whole four-year program in one year. Take six science courses, two four-hour labs. Lab reports took 16 hours on a slide rule. So that was 40 hours of lab, 18 credits of science. And to make it challenging, I had three jobs. I was working 18 hours a week. And he said, you're not smart enough. And that's when it hit me. They never taught me how to learn in school. They tell you what to learn, why to learn, what happened when you don't learn, but not why you hear a song on the radio once, you know, your whole life. You study the seven habits of highly effective people, the next day you don't know any habits. So I got up to 80 pages a minute, using what I was learning. I finished the program in one year. I took the GRE, which is the SAT for graduate school, in biology, and I went through 48 books in three nights, like biochemistry, genetics, cell physiology. I got three questions wrong. So I was in the 99th percentile in the world, and I was in 800. And I wondered if it was me or the system. There's a big difference between you're a freak, you can do it, or can you teach it? Not the same thing. Took kids 11 to 15, taught them how to learn. They did a 30-chapter book in lifelong developmental psych, which is a sophomore course in college in one week, and 15 out of 18 passed the CLEP, the AP test, for full credit. So I was getting kids as young as 11, finishing college classes in a week, and mostly acing it. So I said, okay, now it's more than just me. It's something I can teach. And then we did a double, we did a commercial and I get a cone that made 65 million. I didn't get 65 million. That would have been much nicer but it made 65 million and um, we double blind tested it. Everyone in the group of a hundred uh, doubled or quadrupled their reading speed with very, very good comprehension. So I could say a normal person can read a hundred to 400% faster in four hours with good retention, most double. And uh, it was really fun. I had an 84 year old Bruce Lubin read three books in three hours. The day of Fred Water. So imagine if every day for the next year you read a book in an hour on a skill, how to market, how to communicate, how to make a business plan, uh, how to have self-discipline. Where would you be in a year from now with 365 skills like that that you nailed in 10 years, in 20 years? That's what it's about. Uh, I primarily read to learn something I can use that I can apply in my life or my business. And if you do that every single day, I'm doing it for 50 years, you can actually do a lot of new things that you wouldn't have done well before. And suddenly you make more money because most people think making money is more jobs. They work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, or they work more hours, get overtime. That's not how you make more money. You make more money by learning a skill that pays better gives you a higher income per hour. So you work less hours, 
and make more money. And that doesn't require a lot of skill. It's something a normal person can do. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And I love how you started like, am I a genius or can this be systemized? Very different, very different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so tell us a little bit about the EQ side of it, because I know you kind of touched on that a little bit, a little bit ago, but how your emotional intelligence can help you when it comes to processing information. Would you like me to teach you how to do it? Yes, please. Okay. Well, when I was teaching the special forces, one of the biggest challenges is they're up three, four days in a row. You can't sleep. You don't get a lot of nap time when you're on a mission. And if you don't remember what you were taught, you can get killed. It's dangerous. If you and I have a bad day, we go home late. They have a bad day, don't go home. So I was showing them how to wake up. I'm going to show you how to do it. That already it's how to do it. We know the left brain controls the right and the right controls the left. Do this with me. Take your left hand, touch your right shoulder, right hand, touch your left, just alternate. So it's not just the Macarena without the music. It's a brain massage. Now, ideally we should stand, but let's not because we're both in sweatpants. And later on, you could stand. But when you stand, you get a better outcome. Touch your left hand, your right knee, and your right hand, your left knee, alternating. When you're standing, the knee's going to move. So both sides of your brain are active. Grab your thumb in your hand like I am and say this like you mean it. I feel great. Yes. I feel great. Yes. Like you feel great. <laughs> I feel great. I feel great. Come on. I feel a- great. You're going to go, I feel great. That's how you're going to feel. That's not great. You only feel what you create. We're going to do three sets of these. Go at my speed. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. Yes. A yes. little faster this time. One. Two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I feel great. Okay. Yes. Yes. This time as fast as you can. And when you're standing, get away from the table so you don't bang your knees. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I, I feel okay. great. Yes. yes. You know what happens when you do this three times? Nothing. Now you probably would like something. So let me show you that work. Remember Pavlov, he rang a bell. That's our rotary bell, I'm the president of my club. Rang a bell, fed a dog, rang a bell, fed a dog, rang a bell, the dog drool. You don't want to drool, but you do want to feel great. The latest studies show habits take 90 days, not 30 days. So every day, slow, medium, fast, I feel great, I feel great. Now you're in an important meeting, driving in traffic, going to class late at night, you're tired. You go, I feel great. Yes. You don't want to start tapping your shoulders. You'll look like a lunatic. They'll probably throw you out of the room. This is your bell. I feel great. Yes. And it triggers the state that you did over and over and over for 90 days. And by doing this, you can create a state. In the same way, you can create focus, concentration, innovation, relaxation, all kinds of states that could be helpful in business and life and success so that you don't get disrupted by the things spinning around you. Things happen. Most people in business, 
things happen every day they don't expect. You make your plans and like 90% of what you planned, you don't get to do because other things happened that took the time and required immediate response. That's just normal. It's not what we want, but that's how the day usually ends up going, right? So they get disrupted. They get upset. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get, they're so busy feeling sorry or anxious. Nothing happens. By the way, a depression is being upset about what happened. And anxiety is being scared of what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. All you have is what is happening. What is happening right now? And that's up to you. You can create your own destiny by controlling your, your emotions, staying focused and centered. So the things happening around you don't shake you. Don't, don't undermine your confidence, your clarity of mind. When you get upset, depressed, or anxious, you have two problems. The problem and the anxiety and the depression, which are usually worse than the problem itself, that completely debilitate you from doing anything that you need to get done. So it's really, really important in business to learn EQ skills. In fact, um, one of the reasons people fail is you gave them really good information, but they were in the wrong frame of mind to use it to successfully, and then they blame you. So when you're in business, you have to do more than just tell people what they need to know, but how to be in the right frame of mind to do what you told them successfully. No one's doing that. And there's a lot of failure because they're not doing it, but it's something you can teach and learn and perform both on them and on yourself. Because there's two kinds of EQ. There's EQ where we self-control and there's EQ when we help others self-control. Can I give an example how I use this in my business? Please do. Well, for many years, I, I taught speaking for 35 years, and I used to go to lunch every time I let my class. Most of the speakers would run away during lunch, but I stayed with them to find out what was going on. What did you like? I need to know that. What, what confused you? That's what I really wanted to know. If I'm in five cities and everyone had the same problem, it was, how do you read backwards? Because I teach them how to read backwards. I get confused and I don't understand it. So I'm like, then I'm not teaching it right. Because if everybody in five cities is having the same issue, the only common denominator is Howard. So Howard must be doing something wrong to get all these people confused. And here's why they got confused. <coughs> in order to read faster, normally when you read, you're hearing what you read. Your eyes turn it into words in your head. It's like someone talking. If you want to read fast, you have to go much faster than that. The part of your brain that sees a movie has to turn on. But what are you going to do to turn it on? You overwhelm the part of your brain that listens to a page. So it can't hear it anymore. It's going too fast. So you can't read the way you were reading. And the movie hasn't turned on yet. So for about 10 minutes... You can't read the way you read, and you're not reading the way you will read. So nothing works. You get very frustrated saying, well, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. This isn't working. I don't understand anything I'm reading. And then they shut down. And from that point on, they're gone. I can't fix it. They're in a bad state. And it's broken. And I can't break that state because they're so convinced it isn't going to work. It won't. So what I tell them, honestly, truthfully, is I'm going to deliberately confuse you. 10 to 20 minutes. Why? Because the part of your brain that can do this needs to turn on. 
what turns it on is getting slightly confused for 10 to 20 minutes. So I need you confused for that to happen. So for the first, listen carefully. So for the first time in your life, as you're getting more and more confused, you can relax. You can relax and feel wonderful knowing it's working because that's exactly what needs to happen for this to succeed. There's very few times in your life where confusion is a good thing, but this is one of them. So enjoy it. Now, when I'm telling them to relax, that's a hypnotic induction because they are going to get confused. And the normal reaction is crap. This doesn't work. But the reaction now is I'm relaxed. It's working. It's doing exactly what he said, exactly the way he said it would. And he also predicted I would get past it and read faster, which does happen, by the way. I'm not lying to him. I'm being very honest. I'm just telling them what's going to happen in the future before they get upset, before they get confused, before they give up, and explaining why. And now that they understand there's a good reason, this is exactly what it needs to have happen, and it's happening just like he said it would happen, when he said it would happen. They feel confident they'll also go past it, which they will, to the other side, where they will read faster. That's a good example of dealing with an emotional intelligence issue that can cripple the outcome of what I'm trying to accomplish. But by acknowledging it's there, showing why it's there, explaining why it's there, and telling them what to do when it happens, before the emotions kick in, when they're still focused, the emotions don't kick in and they all succeed. That's a good example of using an EQ skill to help people succeed. The military does that. They shoot live ammunition over the uh, trainees. Why? Because when they're in the field, it's not going to be blanks. They're going to get shot at with real bullets and it's terrifying. They want them in the same terrified state when they're teaching them how to do this that they'll be in when it's happening. Because the states have to match. The state you're in when you're learning needs to be the state you're in when you're pre-producing the results. That's why many people fail at exams. They relaxed in their home, wearing a bathrobe, calm, focused, learning. They go to a crappy schoolroom. It's dilapidated and cold. Some mean person sitting in the front of the room that they never saw before or can't stand. And their whole demeanor shifts. Oh. The demeanor shifts. Once that happens, it's too late. You can't remember what you learned. You can't perform. So by giving people the information they need to stay in the state they need to be in to do what you're telling them, they succeed. So use it for yourself. So you don't get flustered by bad things because bad things happen to good people in business all the time. By not getting flustered, by staying centered, by looking at what's going on. I'll tell you the best way to fix a bad day. Instead of why is this happening to me, which is what people will do, how can I make this work better? What's the next best thing I can do now? The brain answers the questions you ask. If you ask why I'm a failure, it'll tell you. It won't help you, but it'll tell you why you're a loser. If you said, how can I be more successful? It could tell you that too. 
So when you're having a problem, instead of why is this happening to me, this isn't fair, you should be asking, how do I fix this? What's the next best thing I can do now? Instead of looking to dig a deeper hole and feel sorry for yourself, because something's going amiss, ask yourself, what are your options? And then your brain starts looking at options and says, okay, this is five or six things you can do you may not have thought of. And one of them probably gets you out of that problem. And that's really the healthier way to act. That's EQ. That's EQ. You can go through every day saying, crap, why is this happening? Or you can go through every day saying, what do I need to do now to make this work? Those are your, you get to pick, but you got to pick one or the other. And most people are picking the wrong one. They're picking why is this happening instead of how can I handle this? And that's why they're having a problem and they, and they get deeper and deeper into the problem instead of the solution. They self-destruct they self unintentionally by their self-dialogue, by the questions they're asking themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome, well tell us a little bit about your vision, dreams and goals for your system of speed learning. I wanna help people. Um, you watch the news, did you ever think there's too many smart people making too many good decisions? No one's told me that. There's just so much genius in this world. Um, it's just too much. I think when I look at the younger, I'm 72, and when I look at the younger people, I say, look what we're giving you. You get global warming, you get exploding deficits, you get a virus. The virus will go away, but there'll be another one. It may be worse. I'm not being negative. That's just the way the world works. It happens. It's happened over and over again. It'll happen again. That's just how viruses work that way. They change. They, they, they find new ways to make us sick. So what do we do? We see you making young people smart enough to fix the problems we're giving them, not just give them problems. And they're not. That's my job. I'm trying to help people who are younger learn more, understand better, so they can find solutions to some of the problems they're getting. I want people in business to make more money, become more productive. We're a family. Too many people in this world see people as different. They look at their color of their skin, their religion, like you're not me, so you're not a good person. No, we're a family, we're all one. It's called the human race. It's one group. We're all important. We're no better than the weakest person in our group. The, the sickest person in your family is still your family. And it's your responsibility to fix that. To stop looking at what's wrong and start looking at what's right. Diversity is a good thing. It gives us better survivability. Different cultures do things differently. What might be catastrophic one day for one culture would not affect. Think of uh, if electricity disappeared because of a solar flare, those tribes in the Amazon that have no electricity wouldn't even know it happened. They would go on. People in big cities would eat each other because they'd have nothing to eat. So sometimes things that seem like they're irrelevant are very relevant. Diversity is a good thing. So my goal is to help people be the best them, whatever it is, the best them, the best version of themselves by learning more, understanding better, learning more tolerance for other people who aren't them and realizing that it's all on us to make this work. We're gonna make it work together or we're gonna to die together on this planet. It can't go on the way it's going. We either learn to accept other people, other cultures, other ways of living, 
well, we're not gonna all or none of us will survive. And so my goal is to help empower people with the skills they need to learn more, understand better, be able to uh, use that information more effectively, the betterment of everyone. And I feel that I was a yogi when I was young. When I got out of college, I did the psych thing. And then I did, I was interested in consciousness. So I spent my weekends in a yoga ashram that was a Kundalini yoga ashram. And I spent many years doing that, meditating. And I really feel there's a oneness to everything. And you have a responsibility. If you get, I think reading 80 pages a minute is a gift. You're supposed to use it. If the people with the gifts don't do anything with them, what's the future going to be like for anyone? So I see it as not about me, but about you and our listeners, helping them, using what I've been given to help them be better. Because the more people I help, the better the world gets, the better the world gets. It's better for me too. It's not selfishness, it's self-enlightenment. We're all connected. The problems we face are the same. So the more I can help people be what they are, a better doctor, maybe they read 50 books on how to cure cancer, no one read before, and they find a cure, or they find a cure for global warming because they read 100 books instead of 20 books. I don't know who it's going to be, but I know they're out there. If someone's going to find those solutions, then I can help them. And that's what I see my purpose is. It's to facilitate other people's goals and make them happen, whatever they are, big, small, whatever. It's going to help everyone if we all do better. People who are poor and in poverty, struggling, don't have a bright future, are people who are unhappy and are going to probably end up doing something stupid out of desperation. And I get it. If you have no food and your kids are starving and you don't know what to do, you're going to do what you need to do to keep your kids from starving to death. That's what people do. That's in our DNA. I don't, I don't want to see that happen. I'd rather show them how not to be starving, how to find a new skill, how to make a better life for themselves, help, help the, their children and their families succeed. I think that's how you get world peace, by empowering people for success instead of blowing them up. I think that works better. And that's my goal. Yeah, for sure. I love that. If there are one or two people or types of people that you could meet that would really help you take that next step towards spreading the systems that help people speed learn, who would those people be and how would they do it? I'm looking to work with people who want to do like webinars or podcasts and, and reach more people and then they can use it as an evergreen. Let's say you have a business and you say when you when you buy my widget, you'll also get a free program from the fastest reader in the world on how to be smarter. It's a no-brainer. It's a gift. You give it away. It doesn't cost you anything. It makes them feel like, wow, I'm getting that when I do this with you. That's a great gift. And I record it, make it an evergreen, and they can use it to give away as a bonus. People like bonuses, so it's a free bonus. You know, he's going to teach me to read faster. He's going to teach me to remember more. He's going to teach you to be able to eliminate writer's block. He's going to give you skills you really want. And it's not going to cost you anything, but you have to buy my program to get that, or you have to get my service to get that. So I'm looking for people to work with that see that this could be helpful to them and helpful to their business. And it helps me. 
It's the more people I can reach, the more people I can help. I don't know the people you know, and I don't know the people they know, but I know they need help because most people don't read 80 pages a minute. I think that's a fair statement. It's not knocking them. I think that's a realistic statement. Most people would benefit from learning four, four, four or five times faster, don't you think? So I'm not hurting them. It's not like saying take heroin or cocaine. It's your mom saying, eat your vegetables. And I'm saying, yeah, in a world where information is going to determine your failure and success, learning more of it and using it better probably is going to be better than learning less of it and using it poorly. So everybody wins. They, they get people coming in for the bonus that when they're gone, I get more people to help. And if you want to help, go to Berg Learning, B-E-R-G, berglearning.com. I have some free lessons and I have programs that will double or quadruple your learning rate. I have a program on how to write. I wrote a book in five hours, went number one on Amazon the next day. You can do it. It's not hard. It's not. It's very easy to write a book in a day if you know how. If you don't know how, it's really hard. If you, don't, if you do know how, it's not really hard. I know how. And I can teach it how to remember, uh, how to do math in your head fast. Uh, would you like a demonstration of speed memory? I would love it. Here's 10 things to remember. Pole shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, bowling pins. I'm willing to bet you don't remember the 10 things right now, but you will in three minutes know the whole list, backwards and forwards, effortlessly. And this is so simple, a three-year-old can do this, literally, literally, because I've done it with three-year-olds. And when I'm done, this will be a tool you use. It's not a drill. <clears throat> it's something everyone watching will use for the rest of their life. Now, here's a way to make sure that happens. You remember 10% of what you read, 90% of what you say and do. When I ask you to say and do, do that to lock it in. Now, they know... Thousands of years ago, the Greeks discovered a shortcut for memory. Take a list you know, link it to a list you're learning. I'm going to bet everyone watching can count to 10. I feel confident I'm right. So yes. we're going to use the 10 numbers to learn the 10 things super fast. Are you ready? Yep. The number one looks like a pole, like a flagpole. So when I say one, you say pole. One. Pole. Remember, people, say and do or you won't learn it. Watching won't help. <clears throat> two is shoes. You wear two shoes. What's two? Shoes. What's one? Pole. Perfect. Three is a tricycle. Three wheels. Three. Tricycle. Three. Two. Shoes. One. Pole. Perfect. Four is a car. Four tires on a car. What's four? A car. Two. Shoes. One. Pole. Three. Tricycle. Jumping doesn't matter. You're looking for pictures, though. Five is a glove. How many fingers are in a glove? Five. What's five? Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Perfect. Six gun. They love them in Texas. Six gun. The cowboys. Six gun. What's six? Gun. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Getting smarter now. Seven. <laughs> Seven's lucky in dice. Seven. Dice. Five, giving you a clue. A glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Almost done. Rhymes Ooh. work. Say eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. What was six? What did they love in Texas? Gun. Four. 
Car. Two. Shoes. Nine is a cat. How many lives does a cat have? Nine. What's nine? Cat. Seven was lucky in what game? Uh, was it dice? Lucky. Dice. Five. <laughs> Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Four. Last number is ten. How many bowling pins are in a lane? Ten, uh, ten. ten bowling pins. What's ten? Bowling pins. One. Pole. Two. Shoes. Three. Tricycle. Four. Car. Five. Glove. Texas. Gun. Seven's lucky in. Dice. Eight rhymes with. Skate. Nine is a. Cat. And. Bowling pins. Perfect. Here's how you use it. <clears throat> you can use this to speed learn numbers, which are critical in business. Imagine you're in a hotel, the room is 314. How many times when you got to the lobby, you forgot the room number? Numbers are tricky. So you turn the number to a picture. Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car. Picture a tricycle hits a pole on a car. Make a movie. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. Tricycle, what number? It's three. It's a pole. One. On a car. Four. That's your hotel room, tricycle, pole, car. It's also pi in geometry for kids studying geometry, 3.14 to measure a circle. So I teach it to young people for math, science, and history dates. We use it for hotels, phone numbers, dresses, product SKU numbers, percentages, due dates, the zero, because numbers have an alphabet zero to nine. The zero is the 10 bowling pins. So now you have a picture for every one of the numbers. That's how hard everything is. That's how you can learn to write a book in a day. <clears throat> you can learn how to study anything in half the time. It's that hard. My feeling is the solution should be easier than the problem or it's just another problem. I love it. I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. And you did it for me. And it's fun. Learning should be fun. Why isn't it fun? The brain doesn't want to work, it wants to play. When you teach the right way, people enjoy it. They're having fun and they're like, holy crap, I can do this. You can read two to four times faster in a few hours. You can remember what you read. You can understand it better. You can write reports and marketing copy in half the time. Think of what that does to your business, to your kids in school, to your parents so they don't turn into vegetables when they hit 70 and 80. I'm 72. I don't think anyone think I'm a vegetable. I'm writing, I'm lecturing, I'm doing, I keep busy. I don't sit, sit on my ass and wait for something to happen. I go out and make it happen. The world isn't gonna do what you want. You have to go out there and make it happen. You have to be the hammer, not the nail. You have to go out there and take your abilities, whatever they are, everyone has something they're good at. Whatever they are, you have to take your abilities and you have to go out there and make it happen. The thing that keeps most people from succeeding isn't what they know, it's what they don't know. A lot of people are very good at something, but they don't know how to market it. They don't know how to sell it. They have no customers. Without customers, you don't have a business. I don't care if you're a surgeon. You have nobody to operate on, you're out of business. So it's very important to understand the biggest challenge in business is business, not the business you're in, not the plumbing, not, not the writing, not, it's, it's your ability to do business that holds people back. And that's where reading comes in. You read books on things you don't know.
or you find people who do and you hire them to do it for you. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to be the accountant. You can find an accountant. You can find a lawyer. You find other people who have skills you need that do things you need done that you don't need to do. So you can focus on what you do do. But it's important to have some knowledge of everything. So you know when they're ripping you off. If you know how SEO works, you don't have to do it, but you have to know if the guy doing it for you is doing it the right way, or they're ripping you off. And if you don't know anything, you're at their mercy. You just have to go by what they're telling you. What do you mean it took two weeks? I did it, it took an hour. How did it take you two weeks? I don't even do this for a living. I could do that in an hour. Something's wrong. You need to know these things. Just because you don't do it doesn't mean you don't need to understand it. And that's where reading fast comes in. Every day, read a new book on something you don't know that you need to know. And in a year, you'll have 365 things you couldn't do before you're doing well. How's that going to make you make less money? Or be more less productive? It isn't. That's what I do. I help people. I love it. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And I just want to hear a little bit more about you. So what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. In business, my favorite book is Unlimited Selling Power by Donald Moyne. Uh, Donald Moyne is a PhD expert on language and how to use language in business is critical. I'm going to control your mind right now. You can't stop me. I'm telling you I'm going to do it. You know I'm going to do it. You're going to try not to let me do it. There's not a thing you can do to stop me. Are you ready? Yep. Don't think of Mickey Mouse having a pizza. What uh, <laughs> popped in your head? Mickey Mouse having a pizza. <laughs> now imagine having that ability when you're doing a deal with someone and you want them to be thinking about the product and the benefits and why they need it. If you can do that with a client, what would that do to your sales? Absolutely. That's what Donald Moyne teaches in his book, Unlimited Selling Power how to influence the cycle. Now, there's an ecology to this. Telling you to eat your vegetables isn't hurting you. Asking you to learn more and understand better isn't hurting you. Asking you to buy heroin isn't a good thing. Okay, so what are you trying to get them to do? Are you trying to get them to do something that will make them wealthier and more happy, successful? Something that will make you wealthier and happy and successful at their expense. That's not the right thing to be doing. You want an ecology here where when you're done, they got more than they paid for. You made a difference in their life. Then it's okay. You're influencing them to make a decision that'll move their life in the direction they're hoping for. Not you're hoping for, they're hoping for. That's a positive. When it's more for you and less for them, that's conning them. That's not good. I don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Exercise. I think every day I work at least an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, I lift weights three, three, four times a week. I swim three, four times a week. I bike about twice a week. I do yoga. I meditate every day. Uh, I think you have to do something. Your body's a machine. If you don't use it, you lose it. And the brain is a machine. If you don't stimulate it, you lose it. Every day, do something that keeps your brain challenged. It's hard. It's confusing. It makes you have to think outside the box, like quantum physics or existentialist philosophy. It's deep. It's confusing. It's hard. 
but that grows your neurons. You have to contemplate things beyond the scope of the mind. Let me de can I demonstrate a solution to an unsolvable problem. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we're told in the Big Bang that everything was the smaller than an atom. The whole universe was smaller than an atom. So I want you to do an experiment with me. I want you to look in your mind and see this tiny, tiny point that everything comes from before it became big. And now see it explode and grow out infinitely large in every direction. I want you to notice tiny point and the infinitely big universe both existed in the space between your ears. If the universe is a manifestation of consciousness, which by the way, that's what the Bible says. There's a being that thinks let there be a universe. That's consciousness. Let there be light. That's a consciousness. If the universe is built from consciousness, it can grow infinitely large and still be in the same space. You ever say, where does it go? Where does it grow? How does it, if everything is that, where does it go? How does it get bigger? Right? Yeah. If it's in consciousness, it can get infinitely big and still be in the same spot. It can be infinitely small, infinitely big, doesn't matter. It's still the same size in the consciousness. There's an answer to an unanswerable question. Does that mean I'm right? No. But that's an answer that most people would say, I have no idea. What am I, Einstein? And that's the point. When you can do that, then when you get a really hard business problem, you've learned how to think. You've learned how to visualize. You've learned how to look at things the way no one's looking at it. And now you're able to do things you couldn't do. So whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant to me. What's relevant to me, it's a way to think and process that is going to help me be able to do things no one's done before. <clears throat> That's what's important. Whether I'm right or wrong, most successful people make more mistakes than success. But the ones that work are the ones that make all the money. And you have to keep trying. You never know. You keep trying till you find the one that works. You don't give up. You keep doing something different. You don't keep doing it didn't work. You just keep finding another way to try. And how do you do that? You read more books. You talk to people. You find someone else doing it. What did you do? How did you do it? You read 10 books by 10 people doing something you dreamt of doing. You have a business plan. Every one of them couldn't have gotten lucky. So what did they all do? How did they do it? Well, you do it too. It's the 11th time. It's going to work. How do you know? Because it worked 10 times already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess our last question is, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take to keep spreading that message, keep uh, furthering that dream of- Go to Berg Learning, berglearning.com. There's some free lessons. Um, by the way, we have a support team if you need help. And when they fail, I help personally for two reasons. In business, I want to know what's going wrong so I can fix it. And over 35 years, I've changed things over and over again to make sure that the problems go away. There's very, 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 very few problems. So if someone's got one, I want to know what it is. I want to know if it's them or me. If I, if every, if one person says, there's too much memory and another says there's not enough memory, that's a personal choice. That's not a problem. But if someone says, I don't understand this or I don't understand that, then I got to teach it differently and fix it because someone else will have that problem also. Well, over 35 years of doing it, I fixed 
the problems. So I feel confident whoever gets it will learn it. And when they don't, I'll make sure they do. Because I'm, I'm the Rotary president and Rotary is about delivering what you promise. And if I can't give them what I promised, then I'll give them the money back. Why would you pay for something you didn't get? It makes no sense to me. So many people get fleeced today paying money and they don't even get what they paid for. I think that's criminal. If you do something, you should do what you promise and deliver it. So try at berglearning.com, like Howard Berg, B-E-R-G. And I can't, I can help you, but you have to take the first step. You have to actually go there. I can't, I can only help you if you go there. You know, I know I can help you learn faster. I know I can help your kids do better in school. The beauty is you make more money, your kids get through school and mom and dad don't turn into vegetables. You're all using the same program for a different reason. Reading is reading, learning is learning, memory is memory. What's difference is the kid reads a bio book, you read a spreadsheet, and grandma and grandpa read a novel. But the system is the same. The system doesn't change. It's just what you're doing with it at different points in your life that change. And so everyone in the family can use it. Best of all, it's a business expense. You can write it off. So you use it for your business, you give it to your kids, and you let grandma and grandpa use it so they don't turn into plants. And you go and visit them, they don't know who you are. They found the people in their 80s that were heavy readers had a much lower onset of dementia and Alzheimer's than anyone else. And a lot of us have older parents, or grandparents, and you want them to stay healthy. This is, what, this is what their brain needs, stimulation. Their muscles need stimulation. Your brain needs stimulation every day. Something physical, something mental. If you're not doing that, you're selling yourself short. And you will pay a price. Maybe not today, because you're young. But as you get older, it'll get harder and harder. I live in a senior community. They stand. They sit in the pool and they stand. I swim a half a mile. And then they look at me like I'm like Johnny Weissmuller or or Phelps. I'm not, but I never stopped. I've been doing it all my life. I never stopped. You can't start swimming a mile when, when you're 72 and you never swam before. That isn't going to happen. But I never stopped. I kept doing. So I can do things they can't do because I never quit. And I'm glad now when I look at people that can barely move. They can't get off a chair, let alone swim. And I'm like, thank God I never gave up. I kept myself doing something my whole life. It was a sacrifice when I did it, but now I'm reaping those benefits. I have a full life. There are a lot of people my age are unable to do anything. And you need to start doing it when you're young. And if you keep it up, as you get older, you won't lose. So keep it up. And, and you'll be glad you did. And your family will be glad you did. So I'm trying to help. That's all I'm doing. I'm here to help. Absolutely. I love it. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Just concerned about the future and where we're headed as a country and as a planet. And I'm hoping that people realize that we need to change what we're doing. And the only thing that's going to change it is learning and understanding. And it's not going to come from magic. It's going to come from changing how you learn and what you do. I can make a difference, but only if someone actually wants to be helped. Yeah. You can't help someone who doesn't want help. It doesn't work. But I, I think the people listening here today are people who want change. 
people who want to have a better life, people who want to not do what they're doing, but do something better, move in a better level than they're moving in now. What's going to change it is what's between your ears. You have better information, better understanding. You have a better emotional discipline and self-control, EQ skills. You're going to be okay. Everyone else is going to look around and say, what the hell happened? More and more jobs are going to disappear as artificial intelligence takes over. And it will. It will. Trucks are going to be run by robots. Waitressing jobs will be done by robots. The jobs that were easy in the past, people with low education took, they're no longer going to be around. They're going to be machines. What are those people supposed to do? They better learn something different or they're going to be out of work and out of homes and out of food. And I don't want to see that happen. It doesn't have to, but they have to do something to change their lives or it's going to get really, really bad very soon. In the next 10 years, 30% of those jobs will be gone. People who are smart and adaptable and learn skills quickly, they'll be fine. Everyone else is going to be wondering what the hell happened. What happened was a change. We went from agriculture to industrial revolution to uh, computer revolution. The next one is AI. And AI is going to stop everything. And until, unless people learn now what they need to, to, to retool quickly in the future, they're going to be very, very, very unfortunate. And I don't want to see that happen to the people listening today. Go to Berg Learning. The answer is learn, understand, and tolerate people. Learn that everybody matters. There's no small jobs. The reason you and I are here today, someone's out growing food so we could eat. Someone's making our clothes so we have something to wear. If they weren't doing what they're doing, we couldn't do what we're doing. Be grateful to people doing those things. There's no little job. If you had to do it yourself, it wouldn't be so little. Everybody matters. <clears throat> and when you realize that, it changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, you guys heard him. If you were listening to this podcast and you liked what Howard had to say, make sure to go to berglearning.com, get some of his stuff and start learning how to speed learn. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one or two people you know need to hear this message and also need to learn how to speed learn because it could revolutionize their life. Oh, they can also go to Howard at berglearning.com if they'd like to have me do a webinar with them and they can use that as a, as a bonus for their businesses. Awesome. Sounds good. If you have a business or where your consumer base would benefit from speed learning, which is everybody, by the way, go to <laughs> Howard at berglearning.com. That's my email. Awesome. Email Howard and set them up to do a webinar or podcast and kind of partners no charge no charge that's a gift sounds good sounds good guys shoot us a five-star review on itunes thanks for watching howard thank you for coming on the show and we're out thank you guys thanks for listening make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them if you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals make sure to check out the website workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media that's all i got have a blessed day